everything we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been... four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar. More it's a late rally on Wall Street. It's too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? Oh, there he goes again. Mr. Hipster, Troy Harmon. Uh, Always Host of Money Talks. If there's not a millennial on the show, do you still say that? Of course. I'm talking to millennials. Every listener, I assume, is a millennial. (laughs) Why are they not? I mean, it's Uh, we we turn this into a podcast, which is, again, one of those hipster things to do. Uh, you can get it on our website, Hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. But uh, fresh. Uh, before I get too far into this, you're listening to the Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio, Money Talks. And I'm here today with Nick Antonucci and Jim Crone. Nick is a, has a couple of designations uh, that will be beneficial in our discussion today. He's a uh, CVA, which is a Certified Valuation Analyst, which... Like yourself? I am, too, a certificate of the Certified Evaluation Analyst designation, and uh, I also hold the Charter Financial Analyst Charter. Uh, Nick is a SEPA, which is a Certified Exit Planning Advisor as well. Uh, Jim Crone is our, our insurance kind of guy. He uh, yeah. he is, uh, I tell you, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to things that I usually talk to him about from the investment side of the world. I know there's folks that are out there on the radio that are, uh, and various other places that are selling an annuity as a, as a financial plan. Reality is it might be a good tool to use for some cases, but quite often it's a, it's a tool that insurance people use as a, a huge, um, way to pay themselves. Uh, and, and often if they're paying themselves at your expense, ouch, that's all I can say. It's not really a financial plan, but, uh, Jim holds a couple of designations all related to insurance, and I'm not even going to attempt. I know there's one that I'm just going to give him grief about because I always do. But, Jim, yeah. what are your designations? It, uh, first is CLU, and you like to say that I have a you clue. You have a clue. Yeah, yeah. a clue. And, uh, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. I He's work... the only man I know that has a clue. I'm sure <laughs> I, there's others out it there. It took me a little bit to get that designation, so I'll take it and run with it. There right? we go. And that stands for? C- Chartered Life Underwriter. Chartered Life Underwriter. Yeah. Okay. So, And then the other one is CFS, or Certified Fund Specialist. But I always say... Certified fun specialist. This is a man with a clue who will show you multiple ways to have uh, fun. And I can go with that, too. What more and, could uh, you want? And uh, when you're all done, if you have trouble sleeping, he'll talk to you about insurance. <laughs> we'll finish anyway, it out. Yep. There, there we go. All right. So uh, this week, let's uh, talk a little about the financial markets. Um, another decent week. We're down. We're down one and a third percent. It's kind of continued reaction to, in my opinion, last week's um, Fed minutes, right? The Fed, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's been the big pumping ugly. the pumping the brakes on the uh, well. They said the they're willing, willing to to do whatever it takes to be accommodative to the economy, right? To make sure that we have growth. Yes, they sure. are telling us what in September they're going to quit um, allowing the roll off of the balance sheet of the balance sheet. That's the Fed's balance sheet that went from 800 billion in uh, 2008 to 4.4 trillion as early as like a year and a half ago. Yep. Uh, we started roll-offs in October of 16. 
got up, uh, no, October of 17, got up to full boat where we were rolling $50 billion per month off October, October of, of last year. And now we're saying, now we're saying well, oh, buddy. And mm-hmm. how much difference did that make, Nick? We're down to $4 trillion instead of 4 Oh, man, what a, what a solid balance sheet we have $400 billion, which is half as much. I mean, they rolled off half as much as we had when we started this mess, but you're right. Going from 4.4 to 4 trillion relative to where we were in 2008, that's still weird. It is, and then you combine that with the fact that the Fed has said that they're not going to raise interest rates anymore this year, and yeah. next year, once. Which do well, you, what do you does buy the options, that? What does the buy? options market tell us? It's, there's, it's, there's they're going to cut before they're going to raise. Yeah, is what the options fact, market tells the us. The 73% likelihood that we get a cut by. Was it March of next year? Uh, January. January of next but year. But now you're looking at the 50-50 mark where we start saying anything above 50 is is a more likely scenario. Uh, that's the fall of this year. Yeah. Where, and that's just uh, implied by the pricing in the options market. Uh, generally, it tends to be what we call the smart money. You start looking at that kind of stuff. And uh, it starts telling you that uh, maybe a little bit of grief is on the horizon. And what would be our biggest, most reliable indicator of that? Usually, a yield curve inversion, which? Treasury yield curve. Did that happen? Uh, well, this week, if you look at the three-month versus the two-year or ten-year, we finally got that weird inversion. Now, it's not the two and the ten that a lot of folks look at. Right. But when you look at the three-month relative to the ten-year, I think it's around point. Uh, 4.5 basis points or 0.045%. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have an inversion. It is a very slight when you talk about it in absolute terms, but we've seen that over the past few years uh, become less and less uh, large, I guess, if you would. Uh, but it really is kind of a function of how we've seen yields decline. Now, the last time we saw inversion in the market was 2006. It was late in 2006, right? Um, market topped about a year later. And October we wound of up, 07. And then by October of 08, we were already talking. We were in recession, but we were way down uh, by the time we heard recession talk, right? So the market, the market moves late against this particular indicator, but it's almost a sure bet within 18 to 24 months. It is an months. indicator. Right. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. One that and, and historically, has been very accurate. That's the thing. Uh, just myself interacting with clients over, over the past, you know, week or so, the ones that are aware have even brought this up. You know, how concerned are you guys with the yield curve inverting? And we are concerned. These are things that we watch on a on a daily basis, and and we're taking actions to to get more defensive in our portfolios. And that's a great time for you guys to do the same. Are we at the top of the market? Maybe not, as you said, Troy. It's you know, 18, maybe 18 to 24 months before, you know, we really yeah, enter a recession. Right, an official recession. But by the time they declare it, the market has already which fallen is apart. Looking, yeah. Is, and now let's talk a little about about some of the other uh, economic indicators that we would use. Uh, one of them is employment situation. We did get an ugly number. Yeah, it's like 25,000. We're expecting a rebound. Next week we'll get the the March number expected right. to be 175,000, so a decent number. But yeah, you start to, you start to see well, these these. Our expectation last time was 180,000, and we, we only had 25,000 20, yeah, or 20,000, 20, something like that. Yeah. And then you're also starting to see kind of an uptake in continuing jobless claims, which yeah. is what what we tend to be more more watchful of. Still have an unemployment rate of 3.8 percent, which is very low. Right. And I liken this to playing King of the Hill. Uh, usually we would expect that. 
full employment's about somewhere between four and a half and five percent, right? Yeah. Um, we're well below that. So where do you go from here? Like when you're the king of the hill, there's one way to go, and it's down the hill. <laughs> uh, so we're sitting there watching closely those jobless claims just to see, you know, what occurs next. But, uh, yeah, we're concerned. I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't try to make any other noise about that. Uh, what we do know is, you know, over long periods of time, we've seen how the equities market actually help you grow your wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being mindful of business cycles is still something that we are absolutely into, uh, we think is, it has great value, uh, lets you know when you might want to batten down the hatches, get a little more conservative in your portfolios, and, um, you know, still try to, to uh, um, manage your, your investments as you, as you go along. So, um, you know, one of the others is valuation. Valuations are kind of skewed at the moment, we believe, because of price to earnings Looks relatively tame. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's a reflection digit, of still a bit of a premium over long term. It's a reflection of buybacks. We a believe, lot of it, yeah. Because yeah, you um, look at price to sales and price to EBITDA, and they're way ugly relative to their long term. It paints averages. a very different picture for sure. Right. Yeah, uh, we're in fact, if you look at those two measures, our valuation is is akin to uh, what we had in the tech bubble, where PE was thirty six, thirty seven in its peak. Uh, we don't have the PE measure, but it, we again believe that uh, corporations are are buying back shares, which which kind of uh, it's it's it skews things. It does. Yeah, it's it's engineering. It's financial engineering. It's not fraud. I wouldn't call it that. But it is weird to me that you've got lots and lots of insider sellers, and uh, you've got corporations buying, buying back, back shares. Yeah. So management might be selling, taking some money off the table at the same time that they're you know they're the ones directing. Yeah, it's Making not a very decisions. far stretch yeah. to say that that the managers are selling back to the company. Correct. Which, eh, come on, guys. Conflict of interest. I, you know, it's not it's not illegal. Uh, they declare it. They, you know, they're doing all they're supposed to do. It's uh, it is management a little it, bit. It dances on that line, though, right? It really does. Yeah, if in fact we did see a recession in the next couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised if we also saw attorneys that wanted to have well, a class back. action lawsuit <laughs> going on it uh, over all the time, right? countless companies. Many, many, many companies are doing just this thing. It's, it's skewed the whole index. I mean, you know, you look at the, these numbers out of the S&P 500 and you're still getting a similar situation. Nick, we didn't talk much about... Um, releases this week is there anything here highlight you'd like to check out um i, I guess kind of let's just quickly go through returns year to date um if you look at the one year period we're up 10.21 percent um and then year to date 12.84 percent i think it warrants warrants a little more of a conversation so maybe when we come back after the break we can come back yeah, to we can it do that. no Troy. you know it's it's something i kind of want to dig into before the last break but if you were to look over the one year period so basically end of march 2018 um through today Look at the top performing sectors. As I said earlier, uh, over the one year, the S&P 500 is up 10.21% on a total return basis. Right. The top two performing sectors um, are real estate and utilities, followed by um, technology stocks, technology, which right? have been head and shoulders above every other sector well, up until year. late last year. Right where things fell apart towards the end of uh, 2018. But right. it's interesting to me when you take a step back and look what in, what interest rates have done. Um, since then, you know, we talked earlier in the segment, we're moving lower and lower. The 10 years at what, two, four, something like that now, two, three, nine as of today. 
So it's not surprising to me to see some of these um, bond proxy type sectors start to outperform again. So real yeah. estate's up 20.39% Unbelievable, in the it? one year. Yeah, utilities. You know, everyone thinks utilities. Oh, why am I going to invest in utility stocks? They, they're not growing. Yeah, three to but they, they pay a three to five percent in dividend yield, and they're up 19.26% in the one year. So yeah. sometimes it's not all about that huge earnings growth number. If they're growing earnings five to six percent, like I know Southern Company is. There's something attractive about the predictable cash flows, the stable earnings and revenues, especially if you consider where we are in the economic cycle. And this is something that I'm going to kind of go back to a lot in, in, in this show as we answer some listener questions. I'm approaching a lot of things right now in the context of where we are in the economic cycle, which yeah. I think is important. Um, but th these are the perfect co utilities, especially, or what you want to own. Who's going to get hurt most when you're going to still business, when the business cycle goes? Into a recession where you have a yield curve that is inverted, financials generally? Yeah. Guess who's at the bottom over the past year? Financials. The one and only negative return out of any sector, 4%. Yeah, I mean, you just look at a lot of the cyclicals down there uh, as you get further down the, the list of those top performing sectors in yeah. the one-year period. Discretionaries are doing surprisingly they well are. They for a... Or as a cyclical kind of stock. Even if you look more recently, consumer discretionary has done really well. We've seen a lot yeah. of high flyers surprised for the upside. Consumer staples, middle of the pack, something I still I still think. It's been underloved. It has very much so. That's, what I, that's exactly the, the way to put and, it. So. And they, it really for very minimal reason. I don't know why. I mean, if you're underweight consumer staples right now, I would say fix that. Yeah, absolutely. And and even within consumer stables, you can see opportunities like tobacco stocks. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we decided to take more action in, in that uh, beginning of this year, late last year. And, right. and so far, it's it's paid off well for us. Yeah. The one thing I would say is it's probably likely if you haven't touched your portfolio in a little while, you probably are still overweight information technology, underweight staples, probably well underweight uh, utilities. If you had if you had them at all, quite right. often they get skipped. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would say that, uh, focus on that. I'd possibly think about taking some off of Infotech and especially if you need some way to backfill your consumer staples, that'd be a wise choice. Yeah, right I agree. Now. Uh, we covered the year today, 12.84% on the S and P 500 Infotech leading the pack real estate still doing well at 17% higher, uh, utilities well down the list at just 10.2% year to date. So uh, nothing is negative. The worst that we've got is healthcare, which is another one of those places. Surprising, that yeah. Just just getting kicked around bad. Uh, it's up 5.35% year to date, less than half of the overall index. Um, so another place where if you're underweight, I would say healthcare would be a good spot. Yeah, and I think that's one of those that's still uh, the Affordable Care Act, and, and there's still a lot of pending uncertainty as to what the healthcare picture looks like. Uh, ahead of us, and I think that's a lot of what's weighing down healthcare stocks. So. Sure, yeah, we've got another uh, another rankle in Washington where uh, President Trump's trying to do away with uh, um, our healthcare bill that was passed under the Obama administration. So uh, we'll have that debate again. Uh, he's also not a huge fan of uh, high prices in pharmaceuticals, which yeah. which does impact pricing there, uh, stock pricing. Uh, so it's one of those that you should watch, but again, I think worthy of of your attention at the moment as far as on the buy side. Y'all stick around. You're listening to Money Talks, and we'll be right back.
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.